grasp this concept quickly. If anyone in this room is looking for an instructor, a drill instructor, a sergeant or lieutenant to get you through this academy, get up and get out now. It's not going to happen. I'm not here to get you through the academy. That's not my function. It's not my job. My job is to place obstacles in front of you. It's your job to develop a process and how to get through those obstacles and move forward. My job is to make things uncomfortable. Uncomfort, discomfort promotes change, promotes better habits. From there, it's up to you whether you develop the self-discipline to sustain those habits moving forward. Make sense? Yes, sir. If you're looking from the outside, for outside factors to get you through this academy, do not come back on the 8th. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning and welcome to Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. On today's episode, we're going to get into some decision making. Why it's important, what's involved in it, what the process may look like, and how it affects the overall team and organization. So let's just jump right into it. When we have decisions to make, normally they fall into a few different categories. But a couple of things to keep in mind is every decision is different. Every decision is a new situation with new variables and different people. And everybody brings something different to the table. Everyone brings different experiences, different values, different emotions, different approaches. When we process a situation and go about the decision-making process, there's a lot to it. First, and maybe the most critical, is the amount of time we have to process a situation. In high-pressure or critical incidents, we don't have the luxury of time to actually break down and do a whole analysis and diagnosis of the problem, the, whatever the course of action might be. Our development might not be as thorough as we would like. Um, but you still have to make the decision. We try to hammer home it bare bones. The worst thing to possibly do is to not make a decision. Given enough time, you can go ahead and try to understand the whole of the situation as best you can. Collect as much information on that particular situation as possible. You can identify the problem and do more of a, an overall analysis. You can lay out and clearly define the objectives needed the steps involved to complete that overall goal or mission. Then you can diagnose the problem. You can develop any alternatives or contingencies to that problem. 
You can evaluate all those alternatives and toss out the ones that just don't apply. You have that luxury of time. Once you choose that best alternative and decide to go with it, you can put your plan into action. And that's the best case scenario, right? That time affords you the luxury of all the pre-planning, the back-planning, the contingencies, all the available, the best available information. It affords you the ability to think critically, reflexively, and logically. When you get into making decisions on time restraints, then you have to start relying heavily on habits, habit-based decisions, repetitive decisions, things you've done in the past, what you bring to the table, what your past experiences have shown work. And again, everyone has different values, different emotions, different things that drive their decisions. What happens after those quick decisions is the backlash. It is the, the biases that come, come into play. And humans tend to take those to heart. We tend to allow everyone's opinions to rent space in our head. When s- something comes up and a decision needs to be made in a short order, this it's the same process as any other decision, just sped up. And in my experience, the people who are affected the most by some of these decisions get just as emotional and irrational in their opinions and response and attitudes towards those decisions without having all the best available information about why their teammate, their superior, um, or whoever else is involved in the situation, whatever their final decision was, they get raked over the coals. That, in turn, contributes to a crappy atmosphere, a, an atmosphere of distrust, a bad work climate, a bad work environment. Uh, it certainly doesn't contribute to a, a cohesive team. So what can be done on both sides to kind of mitigate the fallout, the backlash of decision-making. Good, bad, or indifferent. At the end of the day, decision-makers aren't going to please everybody. That's just, that's just the name of the game. That's human nature. You're not going to please everybody. But there's a few things we can keep in mind as influential teammates, effective leaders moving forward, and that is to keep the priorities as they should be. And that is the overall goal, the overall mission, the team, and then me. 
if you keep those in mind, especially the mission, the overall mission, whatever that may be, that's it. That's the first priority above anything and everything that comes first. And at at times, as much as we don't want to hear it, that may come with some sacrifice on the team's part. That's that's just the way it falls. It might not be optimal. It might not be what the team likes or individuals within the team. But if, if it serves a higher purpose or an, if it serves a purpose to fulfill that mission, that mission statement or that overall organizational goal, then that's what we're there for. That's our purpose on the team to fulfill that mission. Now, as decision makers, there's, there's a few things that we, we also can do. You know, given the time, we can run through a decision-making process with the overall mission in mind, the team, and then me. Uh, we can do an analysis. We can, you know, do risk assessments and those type of things to help in our effective decision-making. If we don't have the time and the decision needs to be made right now, well, we make the decision based on whatever the situation is and whatever goal that situation presents. Whatever problem it defines, we need to solve that problem. And if it's in short order, that becomes the mission that becomes the mission statement. The overall goal is to get whatever we need to get done at that particular time. And frankly, the opinions of the non-decision makers, it doesn't really matter at that particular point. What can be implemented, and in my humble opinion, is a very underrated tool, is the after-action review. It's the hot wash. It's the debrief. And it's a very underutilized tool. And it helps on many different levels. It helps with the communication. It helps to satisfy that why. Because the first thing that comes out of most people's mouths, in my experience, after somebody makes a decision, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is why. You know, why did they decide to do that? Well, with a debrief, with an after-action review involving everybody in that situation, that why can be satisfied. Now, if we start breaking down the individual situations and incidents, and we list three to five things that we can sustain, things that were good, that are sustainable for maybe the next situation moving forward, and then identify three to five things that we could approve on, improve across the board, that helps with future our future decision-making. That helps with future incidents. That helps us build our toolbox in critical thinking, reflexive decision-making, and it also with everybody involved, 
it helps to develop some cohesiveness, especially if there are different divisions, different people with different purposes within the organization, or different teams combining to fulfill an objective or an overall mission statement. To make decisions that affect people and then just project the appearance of that's the decision, live with it, or that's the decision we made because we said so, that does not help the team at all on any level. That just projects a an ignorance. It projects ego and narrow-mindedness. And it's really not going to be effective for the overall mission or the objectives leading up to the overall mission. So just food for thought. I appreciate everybody's support. Check out our Instagram page. Check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I look forward to engaging you guys on social media, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find bare bones. I appreciate it, guys. And remember, fuck it, drive on. Thanks. I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. If you would, please subscribe and review. It helps a lot. Uh, share the word with your friends and family. Have them check it out and provide some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Check us out at barebonesleadership.com for the latest blog and different perspectives on everything leadership. Follow us on the gram and on our newly updated Facebook page. Uh, share your comments, your thoughts, your views. Any and all feedback is always welcome. And don't forget, keep kicking those fucking doors in. And as always, Fido. I appreciate you guys listening. Take care. And see you next time.